What darkness is this that soothes me and blocks out the glare of the false light? It is the essence of Sophia that overcomes the glare. What light is this that guides me through mire and void? It is Lucifer's light that leads the way through the quagmire of deceit. What truth is this that bursts asunder all I have learned? It is the universe revealing herself that shatters the flawed vision cast upon you by the false rulers. My eyes are opened. What has been taught as holy is blasphemy. What has been taught as sacred is profane. What I believe to be a cult is simply a snare for those that would attempt to rear away the illusion. I am lifted up and burn brightly as a star. I am made free from harm as a shadow. I am birthed wings that I may soar. Praise be to Satan for his light. Blessed be Sophia for her gift. Glory unto me that I reclaim myself and am both holy and unholy. Fiat. Ave Satanas, and hail my brothers in Satan. I received a message this week from one of my followers. In it, he was telling me about one of my mentors of many years ago. And he was very concerned that this guy has gone crazy, in his words. Now, on an investigation, I found that uh, this guy had a demonic encounter, which left him with a bit of mental confusion and a bit of uh, not feeling too good. Now in this podcast today I'm going to start talking about satanic rituals and how to do them. It is very important that one doesn't start off on your journey with satanism wanting to call up spirits and demons and commune with them without being properly prepared, without having the necessary forethought and knowing exactly what they need to do. If you look at the Satanic Bible, you will see that many of the descriptions are given for the heterosexual situation. There's always women involved, men involved, and therefore one needs to adapt. And I will attempt to give you some guidance on that. Now, today I'm going to start with the altar and your ritual space, and what you should get together, and what you should have for these purposes. I will focus on individual rituals, group rituals and so on I can discuss later on. The first thing we need to know is about our altar. Now the altar is the focus point 
where you place certain objects, you place certain things, and that will be where you focus. It is a convenient place to hold things like candles and it holds your uh, equipment that you use in the ritual. Basic first steps. The altar can be any kind of table, wooden chest, uh, any kind of sturdy standing uh, object. Uh, it should be up against a wall and when you look at the altar you should be facing north. So to recap, find a space where you your altar will not be disturbed, you will not be disturbed, and set up your table with some of the following things. The first thing you will need is an altar cloth, which is a black cloth, big enough to cover the table uh, with the pentagram embroidered on it. I have seen many of them for sale and you can find them or if you are handy you can make them the next thing one would have on an altar would be the symbol of Baphomet I have a beautiful statue that I've been given of Baphomet and many of these statues are available and you can buy them if you are arty, you can make one. Uh, if you are not able to get a statue of Baphomet, you can use a picture. Uh, find one on the internet that takes your fancy and then print it out. You can adorn it, make it nice. Uh, on my statue, I've got rings and beads and bracelets and all kinds of things to make it a bit more appealing. Uh, all of these things are part of the ritual. If you have it in a picture, you would put it on the wall above your altar. If you have a statue, of course, in the middle towards the back. Then you will have on this altar, you will have candles. Candles are very, very specific in their nature. And you will use different colored candles for different purposes. In general, general we will use the black and white candles. Black and white candles are more often than not the uh, only light that you will have with your rituals and it is also for the it symbolizes the power and success for the participant of the ritual you also need a bell now the bell can be any kind of handheld bell because you're going to use it in several ways to start your ritual and end it. The bell is usually rung nine times uh, at the beginning and ending of the ritual. 
the tonal quality of the bell should be loud and penetrating rather than soft and tinkling. I prefer something like a table gong that has a more pronounced sound. You need a chalice. The chalice would be a goblet, a glass, well, not made of glass, but of silver. A silver chalice, uh, you find it is rather easy to find something that is silver. If it's not real silver, uh, stainless steel, uh, oftentimes you find these uh, camping glasses that's made of metal, stainless steel and so on. Uh, you can use anything uh, that can contain the liquid, but it cannot be gold. So anything but gold, gold is associated with uh, God and white light religions and heaven and all those kind of things. So whatever you do, any of your objects on the altar should not be gold. That's your chalice. Your chalice will be filled with an elixir. Now, the elixir I use usually is just a good red wine. Um, so you're not going to put too much thought into it. You need something that is a chalice that will signify a chalice of ecstasy, uh, something that will uh, be stimulating and pleasing to the palate. So if you are not inclined to wine, it can be anything. Even your favorite cool drink can do. It must be something that is stimulating, pleasing to you, and it gives you feeling, leaves you feeling good and invigorating. The next thing you'll need is a sword. Now, a sword is a symbol of aggressive force and acts as an extension of the arm of which the priest or the practitioner uh, is gesturing at that point. Um, the sword is often a bit big and therefore, you know, if you've got a long knife uh, or even an ornate cane, uh, something that is available to you and that has specific meaning to you. I have a beautiful thame which is originally made as a hunting knife but it came very beautiful as a ceremonial knife uh, so you will use something like that you'll have a long knife or a even as I said a cane or something that can be used to point and can be used to extend the pointing all right the phallus now the phallus in our way of life is obviously very important and one should have some kind of phallic symbol uh, there available now it is used for the benediction of your 
house and of your uh, ritual space. It is very important uh, because it puts you in the right frame of mind. It helps you with your whole uh, process. And it can be made from any of any kind of material, or if you have a nice big dildo, anything like that that you can use. Just remember, not gold. If you have a handbell that you use earlier, you can also add the gong. Gong is usually uh, for group rituals but oftentimes it works for our uh, purpose. Parchment. Parchment is used because of its organic properties uh, and with the elements of nature. Um, so you would use the parchment for various prayers and various uh, acts within your ritual. Now, in the past they used skin, which was from the slaughtered sheep, uh, but in the modern day and age, plain paper can be substituted uh, pretty much for anything. Uh, it is made of wood pulp, so it is in balance with nature. So it is part of natural products and that is your basics for your altar now the altar is as I said is your personal ritual space you need to make sure that your altar is set up with the right intent and that it is ready for you to be quiet be in the right headspace and you can perform whatever ritual or prayers you would like to do. A word of caution though. We all need to make very very sure that you know what you're doing when you attempt to contact any demon or any ritual for that matter. People, I cannot stress this enough. In the next podcast, I will start talking about your protection and your own mindset when you do any of these rituals. It is very important that you do not rush into any of this. But for now, you can obtain all the necessary objects for your altar, make what you need to make, Purchase what you need to purchase, put together what you need to put together, and really put some thought into it. You are also always welcome to add to your altar. I have a bowl, a silver bowl on my altar, which I use for the burning of certain uh, parchments, and that kind of thing. Oftentimes the ritual calls for the burning of the parchment, for me, it's just a convenient and a good way to burn the parchment uh, in the metal bowl. I've got a silver metal bowl. Um, yeah, so all of that, and then even incense holders, 
Uh, incense is also part of the satanic ritual. Uh, have an incense holder, a wooden one or a metal one. But it's very important that you also remember that your altar should always be clean and tidy. Remember, when you start working with these things, you have the utmost respect for the uh, spiritual companion that you contact through this ritual. Whether it's Satan himself, whether it's one of the princes of hell, whether it's one of the other demons, you always need to make sure that you have them uh, welcomed in your home. Make sure that your ritual space is clean, tidy, shows respect for the person. If you go out and buy incense, make sure that it is good quality incense. You cannot invite someone into your house and then stink them out with poor quality incense. With this I leave you today. Have fun creating your altar. Make sure that it's all in good taste. Make sure that it is suitable for you. Ave Satanas. Hail my brothers.